All lives matter. No kidding. That's why we're saying black lives matter. Because until all lives matter equally, we need to focus on this. Man, oh man. Crazy ass world, huh? Hey, it's Spence. This is the Church of Spence-tology podcast. If you're keeping score at home, episode 134. I know you're not. I know it's not that important. Wow. I, uh... I hesitate to even do this today. You know, I thought about just skipping a week on on this podcast because, look, I'm a white guy who lives in suburban Las Vegas, and, and what do I have to offer to what's going on in the world? Honestly, there are a lot of people out there speaking more eloquently about what's going on than I can come up with. And I've been told, now's the time to listen. And that's what I've been doing since George Floyd was murdered on May 25th. I've been listening, and I've been becoming more angry and upset, and then at times hopeful, and then angry and upset again. But my perspective is from way over here, you know? Not a lot of police brutality to report in Summerlin South. I've never been a victim of police brutality. I don't have a personal story to attach. So how does my perspective even matter with what's going on in the world? So I thought about not even doing this, but I have other friends online that were saying, hey, you, not to me personally, but to white America, you can't be silent now. I saw a sign that said, silence is violence. And, and in a way it is. If you're not speaking up for the rights of your fellow citizens, and namely African Americans, after what we saw happen on May 25th, then you're virtually complicit in the actions of police moving forward and the actions of people against African Americans moving forward. So in listening, I, I found a few different pieces of audio from famous people and not-so-famous people that, that kind of point out what I'd like to get across. One of the things that really is bothering me, at least in the last few days, was the hostility and the fuel being thrown on the fire, no pun intended, by a lot of people, the president included. You know, the, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Unnecessary. Threatening to bring out the military. Unnecessary. You just make it worse. You're making the situation worse. I watched a video of somebody up several stories on a building and facing down where peaceful protesters had, had gathered in Seattle. And they were yelling. They're angry. But they're not moving forward. They're not doing, they're not doing anything. And you see the police incite them. Flashbangs. Tear gas dispersing the crowd. Again, the crowd was peaceful. It wasn't throwing anything at the cops except freedom of speech. And they dispersed them like that. As you're running away from a situation like that, if you're a protester and a peaceful protester at that, how can you not be angry? How can you not want to break things, to destroy things? That's how I would feel. 
Now, that situation in Seattle, I did not see whether it resulted in any, any uh, protest or violence or, or looting or rioting. But that's the attitude by some, including the president, has been to incite. We've seen video after video. And we've heard people like this guy, Brendan Dilley, who calls himself a MAGA life coach, just spew hate and violence. If for any reason the president of the United States feels that it's not getting done the way it should and decides to put out the tweet that says, my fellow Americans, my fellow 2A loving Americans, it's time to take up arms against these assholes. You are all f***ed in under an hour. Under one hour, you're done. Every one of you. We're all just at home, hanging out, or we're on vacation like me right now, watching you idiots behave the way you do, waiting for that one tweet, that one emergency text message from the f***ing president of the United States that gives us the green light to finish this entire thing in under an hour. It will not be law enforcement. It will not be one of these slow bureaucratic justice system wheels of justice turning it'll be a group of people you didn't even know existed because we were at our houses we got off work we were with our families but we were ready for that call and if that call ever does come you will be seven ways from sunday that's counterproductive uh, to say the least by the way the guy's a weenie he, he's a tough guy with a gun you know he's like the clown show that storm the Michigan State House. Look at us, we're so tough. We have guns. Well, we're going to go to Subway and get a sandwich with our rocket launcher. You heard what he said though. Just given the word by the president, he would happily go in somewhere or he wouldn't, his buddies would, and kill other Americans. The president loves this. He incites this. It's not only counterproductive, it's wrong. It's un-American, it's evil. Now, some would say that the rioting and looting that comes with protesting at times is also counterproductive and it's hard to disagree because it takes away from the message the message is police brutality it's systemic racism it's the murder of george floyd that's what the focus should be change should be the focus and when these other things happens it takes away from that message but to blame black lives matter for the looting and rioting is absolutely ridiculous most of those people, peaceful protesters, they just are angry. And by the way, setting buildings on fire, I'm not going to pretend to understand the anger. I don't. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a white guy that lives in the suburbs. I don't even under, I can't hope to understand what an African-American male has gone through in their life dealing with cops and society in general can't so therefore how can i understand their reaction to something like this i got pulled over a few days ago speeding did i once worry that i was going to get a gun pointed at me that i was going to be pulled from the car that i was going to be assaulted by the cop pepper sprayed handcuffed laid on the asphalt face first with a knee in my neck no I never worried about it once. That's the privilege I have, is being a white person. I have not walked in the shoes of those that have been marginalized, that are justifiably angry. They have gone unheard. Dr. Martin Luther King. I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. 
It is. This has been going on forever. You want something that will blow your mind, go to uh, benjerry.com, Ben and Jerry's. And they posted, we must dismantle white supremacy. Silence is not an option. Let's read you the first paragraph. All of us at Ben and Jerry's are outraged about the murder of another black person by Minneapolis police officers last week and the continued violent response by police against protesters. We have to speak out. We have to stand together with the victims of murder, marginalization, and repression because of their skin color. And with those who seek justice through protests across our country, we have to say his name, George Floyd. And then there's a history lesson, a history lesson about policing in this country, and it's absolutely phenomenal and sad to me that an ice cream company offers more leadership in a time of crisis than the actual president of the United States. And when it comes to the rioting and the looting, this isn't a black thing. It's not a Black Lives Matter thing. The original Minneapolis Target that, that got hit the first night Saw, I saw Karen running out with four lamps. I saw little skate punks taking their skateboards and smashing out windows. This was, that, for them, it was not about George Floyd or Black Lives Matters. Angry teenage pieces of shit is what I saw. And then the other day, I don't even know where it was, maybe Santa Barbara? Feathered-haired, blonde surfers with masks on looting a Patagonia for surfboards. So this isn't about that. And the problem we have now is we apparently, even though we have a First Amendment right to speak our minds and protest, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And we can simply go back to Colin Kaepernick. And it really does go back to that as far as taking a knee during the national anthem to highlight what's going on in the inner cities and police brutality. Takes a knee, gets called a son of a bitch by the president. And then is basically removed from the league and banned. He peacefully tried to demonstrate. By the way, New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees in an interview was asked about his role as a leader and that when players come back and games resume that quite possibly more players will take a knee. This was Drew's response. Well, I, I, will, I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Bro, read the room. Go through concussion protocol. It's not about the flag, you dipshit. What's happening today is exactly why Kaepernick took a knee in the first place. And please, NFL players, take a fucking knee the first week you're back. Everybody, in unison, it's not disrespectful to the flag. It's disrespectful not to do it. People fought and died for that flag, for our rights to do things like protest against police brutality. And we can all be mad, but it's not shocking. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, he's a big Trump benefactor. Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, he's a poster boy for white privilege. Remember that massage case with the hooker? Hmm. How did the old rich white guy get out of it? That's interesting. And then, of course, Jerry Jones of the Cowboys, another Trumper. The problem is, when you try to silence peaceful protest, you are paving the way for what has happened the last nine days. Back in 1962, President John F. Kennedy said this. Those who make peaceful revolution impossible 
will make violent revolution inevitable. Kaepernick's one small little example of an African-American man daring to protest police brutality and then crushed under the foot of rich white people. That is who controls the NFL. Rich, old, white people, for the most part. It's been going on forever. African-Americans have tried to protest peacefully to bring about change, and they've been crushed. Dr. King lost his life over it. One of the best speakers through this entire mess uh, has been Killer Mike. I'm mad as hell. I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He also made sure to say, look, don't distract from the message. No looting, no burning, no rioting. Showing more leadership than our president has this entire time. That it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. So well put. Hold them accountable. Do the research on the district attorneys, the judges, the mayors, the county commission, the city council. If they are disproportionately affecting African Americans, vote them out. Take the time, do the research, but make sure you vote primaries, and especially November 3rd, whether it's a mayor, a governor, a congressional representative, a senator, or the president. The first step is to get rid of those that you know will not treat you fairly. Vote. Other great words uh, coming from George Floyd's brother, Terrence, about not uh, losing the message. Don't tear up your, don't tear up your town. Don't, th all of this is not necessary because if his own family and blood is not doing it, then why are you? If his own family and blood is trying to deal with it and be positive about it and go a certain, or go another route to seek justice. And, and seeking justice, again, is back to voting and being involved in your community. I know a lot of people have done that, and it doesn't seem to do any good. You've got to keep at it. Other ways to help uh, supporting black businesses, uh, helping rebuild black businesses. A friend of mine found a, a great campaign uh, to end police violence in america it's called joincampaignzero.org and it focuses on a whole list of different things like demilitarization seriously the way the cops are outfitted it's like an occupying force uh, body cams film the police community representation independent investigation and prosecution when police officers don't you know when they go afoul of the law Limit the use of force. How many times have you seen videos, wonderful videos, where the police have surrendered? Not space or ground or wrong or right. They've just worked with the crowd. Last night in Vegas, they just walked alongside. There are a lot of positive images from policing. The, uh, the sheriff from Flint, Michigan, removing his helmet and marching with the protesters. There was the wonderful scene where the, uh, the protesters said, look, if the officers take a knee, we'll go home. And an officer came forward, 
took a knee. Everybody else did. All the protesters gathered in. They all took a knee. It was beautiful. And we can get there. But the police have got to pull back a little bit. They can't be a military force. They can't be what the president wants. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. It's counterproductive. It does you no good. It just promotes more violence. One of the sayings I keep seeing on social media is this phrase, no one hates bad cops more than good cops. Prove it. At least in the case of George Floyd, more police have come out and, and spoken their mind. And again, th those symbols of taking knee and, and, and sacrificing your ego to go along with the protesters to calm things over. Smart. No one hates bad cops more than good cops. Speak out then. Do something about it. As George Floyd was being killed, there were three other cops there, which, by the way, at this recording, have yet to be arrested. Maybe they're good cops. Well, they didn't do a damn thing to protect George Floyd, did they? There's that old quote, the, uh, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. If you're a cop and you're a good man or woman, then do something. Quit hiding behind your blue wall of silence. Step up. Say something. Try and do the best you can every day. You're the community's protectors. You're not judge, jury, and executioner. And for the love of God, stop treating people from Black Lives Matter like they're enemies. They are your community partners. Work with them for a better community. And if it needs to be said again, it's Black Lives Matter. Not all lives matter. Everybody knows all lives matter. This guy said it perfectly. He's the, uh, the head pastor at Hillsong. It's a church in Manhattan. Listen to Carl Lentz, again, a Christian pastor, explain Black Lives Matter. I said a statement last week which was a very mild statement because I believe we want to agree with God. We want to be on God's side. My statement was this. For me, I believe that black lives matter. That's what I said. Anybody with a functioning brain understands that all lives matter. Anybody. But right now, there is a portion of our community that is frustrated and they are suffering and they are hurting. So as an empathetic Christian, I'm going to go and say, I agree with the statement, black lives do matter. But I was glad some people disagreed with me because I kept saying, do black lives matter? Yes or no? Yes, but. I'm like, there is no but. We disagree. Those are the same type of people that would have interrupted Jesus during the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus would have been like, blessed are the poor. No, Jesus, blessed are all people. Since when does highlighting one issue disparage another? Are we not secure enough to be able to sit here and go issue by issue and just talk about one without disparaging another? Of course, all lives matter. But it's okay to say black lives matter. What's wrong with you? This is not rocket science. All lives matter. No kidding. That's why we're saying black lives matter. Because until all lives matter equally, we need to focus on this. That again is Carl Lentz. He's the lead pastor at Hillsong Church in Manhattan. His last line bears repeating. Until all lives matter equally, then we have to focus on this. 
And this is Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I, I do want to apologize. I'm not trying to preach. Trust me, I, uh, I'd rather be making a stupid song or talking shit right now than this. But many friends have pointed out silence is not an option. Stand up. Speak up. Vote. Primary's coming up November 3rd. Vote. Prayers going out to the protesters. Prayers to law enforcement, especially Metro's Shea Michelonis, who was brutally shot the other night. At this recording, he still was fighting for his life. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs.